Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 145th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? Cameron, thank you for asking. I'm doing great. Mm. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, Producer Cameron and I are wearing the exact same shirt. Literally the exact same shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. It looks great on both of you, though. Thank you. Thank looking you. really Thank good. You. I just wanted but to. That is a little bit embarrassing. Oh man, it it would be less embarrassing if it was just like the podcast shirt or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, no, just, just a random, incredibly <laughs> abstract maroon shirt. <laughs> uh, Kyle, I have I have some news for you specifically. Okay. Uh, some of our listeners might know that we've been chronicling chronicling your MLB the Show uh, characters' uh, path to the major leagues. Yeah. And I have some new information for you. Wow. Okay. So you're familiar with the uh, mostly baseball breakdown personality, John Boy. Yes. It's now John Boy Media. Quite familiar. Uh, if anybody's not familiar, incredible YouTube channel. Uh, definitely go check them out. Even if you're not that interested in baseball, just very entertaining. Anyway, he's been breaking news lately, and he stumbled upon a... Um, Q&A that was done by like the Seattle Mariners president or something okay. to just some like random the Rotary Club of Seattle or something basically some old men who wanted to talk to him about how the team was going okay and he admitted lots of things John and Boy no 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 oh the the Seattle Mariners oh. Uh, oh. president okay sounds juicy one of those things being they were intentionally holding players back in the minors so that their major league baseball like service time clock would not start so they were under team control for more of their prime so i think that is what happened to your mlb the show player he got held down in the minors so that his mlb clock wouldn't start so he'd be under team control longer and now we know that's actually happening in actual Major League Baseball. Wow, that is a just that's just a bomb yeah. right there. Well, I'm in the majors now, and I'm just flourishing. So, well, you might be able to talk to your the uh, players' association yeah. and get compensation for the time that you were held back in the minors. That sounds like it. That's pretty much definitely what's going to happen with a few Seattle Mariners prospects because he's literally like I cannot believe he said that yeah he literally says like everybody says they're ready for 2021 but we're going to hold them back to 2022 at the earliest it's just like okay and he was talking about like his players being overpaid like some of them like yeah we know he's overpaid but and like breaking news like yeah we're probably not going to pick up his option on some random pitcher and then the pitcher's wife was like Guess we're looking for a new house. Guess we're selling our house. That's news to us. What in the world? Wow. Yeah, I think maybe he's resigned since then. He was also very critical of players that don't speak English very well. Okay, oh, that's yeah. so he he's not in a good spot right now. <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah. And John Boy was what was his relation? Oh, to he this? was just commenting on oh, okay. it and kind of like bringing it to light oh, and well. being like, "Oh, check this out. Yeah, this is interesting." <laughs> Well, thanks for breaking that news to me. Yeah, That's so it all makes sense to me now. I immediately thought of your created player just wow. struggling to break through. It all makes sense. Being held back by management. All right, Kyle, we can actually talk about uh, the Missouri Tigers and specifically 
Missouri Tiger football. But before we do that, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. If you're just listening to the audio podcast, YouTube subscribers, we're just getting more every day. We appreciate every single one of you. Uh, we just hit 167 YouTube subscribers. Um, even if you don't want to watch the YouTube version, we still appreciate you subscribing. And those of you that are watching on YouTube, keep it up with the comments, loving the uh, interaction there. All very much appreciated. Of course, if you want to support the podcast directly, you can do that on patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. There's different tiers you can sign up for to get perks and you support us directly that way. That's patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Kyle, we are going to talk about the players in the 2022 class that are already committed to the Missouri Tigers. Last week, we talked about players that they're still going after, but we've got some news first. A little bit of basketball news first. Missouri has finally scheduled Utah back on the schedule. You may remember them playing Utah at Utah. I'd like to not remember it. Right. I actually, that was like maybe the only game that season that I didn't watch on TV because uh, I was miss much. out of town. So I was like following the scores like, oh, okay, that's kind of a dud. Yeah, that was like probably one of the worst games of that whole season because that yeah. was a great season. But Yeah. Yeah, that was Conzo's first season and they were supposed to play a return game back in Mizzou Arena and it kept getting delayed, but now it's on the schedule for this upcoming season. They had to wait until we weren't going to be as good. Uh, yeah, they were scared, obviously. Um, I think that's it for basketball. The Missouri coaching staff has thrown around some offers to some new guys. One, uh, like, seven-footer in the 2024 class. Uh, we There's no real reason to get too ahead of ourselves and talk about that too much. There's plenty of time for that, especially when we've got football right around the corner and 2022 recruits to talk about. Um college football playoff it pretty much seems like it's a done deal that it will be expanding to 12 teams just all of a sudden yeah it's, it's like just, and there's meetings discussing 12 teams and it's probably going to pass yeah uh yeah if you have listened to this podcast for very long you know i've been a pretty big proponent of expanding the playoff it seems like i have some rant about it every football season around the time that the playoff is happening where i'm just realizing I think this event would be so much more fun if we had even eight teams, but 12 teams I think would be is fun too. So just opportunity for more teams, opportunity for more fun matchups that you may not see very often opportunities for a team like Cincinnati to get in, into the playoff. And are they going to win a national championship? Probably not, but you never know and never know what, what's going to happen. And Weird I think things can happen in a one game situation. Exactly. So just creating more opportunities for, for fun, unpredictable events i'm all for it more college football on my tv i'm all for it mm. uh, more opportunity for missouri to be competing at the highest level someday there you go love it uh so it looks like it'll the thing i saw was like six the six highest ranked conference champions and then six at large bids yeah yeah i think that's a pretty good setup and so i, I mean, guess they're just going they're just ranked being like college football playoff committee rankings i would think so okay but yeah, I mean that gives every conference or major conference an, an equal opportunity to uh, to be represented. Yeah, I I, I mean I'm I'm loving it. Uh, Twelve yeah. teams. That means m- the Missouri Tigers are in the college football playoff in 2013, 2008, 
or seven. Yeah, 2007. Um, yeah, what's not to love about that? Yeah, I, I really I think the only argument that I consistently see is that the same teams are gonna be there in the end, but why not create a more difficult road for them to get there? Yeah. Why and why not at least create the playoff experience for them to earn the national championship game and i guess another thing i saw was that it makes all other bowl games like a little less elite a little less meaningful and quite honestly if it's a bowl game that mizzou's not in i don't care yeah and that maybe there's a lot there's been a lot of meaningless bowl games for a very long time exactly Mm -hmm. because i mean what are you playing for at that point you're not advancing you're not moving on you're just winning a bowl game that probably nobody's watching except for your fan base the fan base is interested if there's like a, a superstar player then yeah and a lot of times good players sit out anyway true lately mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I mean i remember watching specific non-mizzou related bowl games like a like a south carolina michigan uh when jadavion Clowney was there mm-hmm. or like uh, johnny manzel seems like florida and michigan play every single year yeah so that's getting kind of boring but yeah Michigan's no good either, so <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm it's, all for it. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Can't wait to see Missouri in it in a few years. Um, before we dive all the way into the 2022 class, let's recap this week's news. Um, Missouri has had a lot of potential recruit type players on campus for visits as well as a camp that they held um you want to tell us more about that yeah um yeah i'll start with just uh some guys they 2022 guys they had on campus on on visits since night at the zoo and the first one is a caleb evans you guys are pretty familiar with him at this point he's the uh big time cornerback transfer from tulsa um so he was on campus um, we want him bad we want him bad i also will add that i'll save it I'll say okay. I'll, well, I'll say in a couple minutes. All right. Uh, another guy we had on campus <laughs> that we mentioned last week with was uh, Joseph Hyman. He's a running back from Little Rock, and he, I would say, there's a pretty good chance he ends up a Missouri Tiger. Um, I'm not sure. You know, Missouri's in on a on a few different running back prospects. I'm not sure he is at the top of the list, but um, I'm not sure they're going to turn him away either. He's got a couple of different visits uh, scheduled here in the next few weeks he's going to Vanderbilt Northwestern and Louisville and he's going to make a decision in July so we'll see where uh, we're, we're going to find out where Missouri stands in the next few weeks with Joseph Hyman uh, another guy that was on campus a running back uh, transfer from TCU is Darwin Barlow and if I'm if I'm picking if I had to pick between one of those two guys and who I want uh, Mizuto land this year it's it's probably Barlow and he had a, a very strong career at TCU and started several games there I think he would be definitely an immediate impact for Mizzou but I think he would have two years of eligibility I'm just looking up his high school recruiting profile uh, looks like he was uh, he's a four-star yeah um, out of Texas so obviously um, super deep recruiting there in texas he Mm -hmm. was the number 52 player in the state of texas yeah uh, the year he graduated but there's a pretty good chance i mean obviously those guys are in different classes hyman is a freshman so there's a very good chance um missouri ends up with with both of those guys if they want them both 
Um, I think they're in a good position with Barlow, but there's there's a lot of competition for him as well. So, and his his recruitment's been kind of quiet. So, um, don't know a whole lot about it, but and we don't know when we're going to find out. But he's, I mean, he would be an immediately eligible player. So, would think we'd be hearing um, about that pretty soon on where he's going. Uh, you mentioned that Missouri was having some camps um, this past week, and some pretty high-profile visitors were were here at those at at those camps. Um, one guy who was not working out at the camp but was here in support of a, of some teammates was a guy you've probably heard of, Luther Burden, and he was here to ch- to cheer on Ahmad Robinson, who is his a teammate at East St. Louis High School, and he's a cornerback, and he got an offer from Mizzou this week uh he's a 2022 guy so i'm honestly a little bit surprised he didn't already have an offer but maybe they just um hadn't seen him he probably hadn't seen him work out yet so um got to see him work out this week and got to maybe strengthen their position with luther burden a little bit too because it sounds like they're uh we're pretty much on commitment watch with uh, with ahmad robinson i think mm-hmm. he's pretty much come out and, and said that if he got a mizzou offer they'd be at the top of his list mm. Sounds good. Perfect timing for uh, timing. Luther Burden to be there to witness that offer and maybe share in the excitement a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're getting a little bit off topic, but Luther Burden posted a picture on Instagram of him in a Mizzou uniform mm-hmm. with a little tiger emoji. Yep. And no matter how hard I try, I just can't get away from. You better stop trying. Uh, just embrace just it. Just embrace it. Embrace the roller coaster. Yep. A um, couple more guys that were notables was. Uh, Another 22 guy is Deion Walker. He is a 6'7", defensive tackle from Detroit. And I think Missouri actually likes him on the offensive line better. So, um, And he, I mean, he's got offers from everybody. So um, don't know exactly where Mizzou stands on that one, but... Good um, to get him in, in, on campus. Yeah, still good to see him work out and on Mizzou's campus. And then another name you will probably hear us talk about a lot over the next year is Logan Reichert. He is a 2023 guy, so obviously he's a little out in the future, but he is, uh, let's just say, fully developed uh, physically. <laughs> he is a 6'7", 378-pound offensive tackle from Raytown, Missouri. That's SEC size. That is larger than SEC size, <laughs> and he is uh, probably like 17 years old or something like that. Wow. So you're going to hear us talk about him a lot. I mean, an in-state four-star guy with that with, with SEC size. Lock him up. Let's, let's get him. Uh, now I guess I wanted to talk about uh, a commitment we received mm-hmm. today. Just in the last hour, uh, we received a commitment from Connor Wood, who is a FCS transfer. He played at Montana State, is a 6'5", 315-pound offensive lineman. He played tackle at, uh, at Montana State, but he was a All-American as a freshman in 2018 was an honorable mention in 2019 so like freshman all-american freshman all-american gotcha. in 2018 so and i don't i don't know if they played last year um due to covid but the fcs schedule got i guess they got pushed back to spring or yeah. something i don't know if he played in the spring no idea but just got a commitment from him today so that's great um looking at the mizzou offensive line this year i'm not sure if he's going to start yeah, I'm assuming he'll play tackle, but he's going to have to beat out probably Javon Foster or Hyron White for for a tackle spot if he wants to start. Um, you know, Missouri's offensive line is, I don't know, it's it's been pretty consistent in the last year or so. Um, my guess is he'd probably have to, he'd probably play left tackle. He'd probably have to beat out Javon Foster for a for the starting spot there. But I mean, it's still good just to have depth, even if he's not 
even if he's not um, starting, I'm sure he'll he'll see some playing time. Sounds good to me. Oh, one more thing I wanted to tell you. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, got the bat signal for another commitment today. The second. The second one in 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 a day. Oh man! Just came out from Coach Drinkwitz about five minutes ago. Okay, so how long between first bat signal did we have a confirmed name associated with it? The, the first time earlier today, yeah. maybe like 20, 30 minutes. Okay. So we're going to have to be ready to talk about whoever it is. I'm ready. And I'm certainly hoping that that is a Caleb Evans, but we'll see. And he it, did, it does say uh, Nuzu 21, which means that's going to be a transfer. So... We're probably looking at a Caleb Evans or Darwin Barlow, who we both, who we talked about both already on this podcast. So I'll talk about him more. We'll talk about in him like some more. Thirty minutes. <laughs> if that happens. Yep. We'll we'll uh, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Okay. So, twenty twenty two players that have already committed to the Missouri Tigers, and we got a YouTube comment, kind of with some of the same worries that I have regarding Isaac Thompson. Um, specifically with a tweet he sent out saying, see you soon to coach David Gibbs, formerly of Missouri, now with UCF. And there was a nice little edit, Thompson in a UCF jersey. Um, and, of course, new head coach at UCF, Gus Malzahn, formerly of Auburn, putting together an excellent coaching staff there at UCF. UCF has had a lot of success recently. So he'll be visiting their in the next I think week it's this upcoming weekend yeah um or june 18th whenever that is and um next week he did in an article that i found um regarding isaac thompson's original commitment to missouri he did credit specifically coach gibbs along with coach drinkwitz as uh being the two guys in particular that got him to commit to mizzou so it's not shocking that he would want to uh, keep in touch with Coach Gibbs and just check out what he's got going on at UCF. And um, obviously, it's in Coach Gibbs' best interest and like job security to try to poach any players that he possibly could that he had relationships at previous stops. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to um, be a little bit worried, but I have to just keep in mind that we are on the other end of this exact same situation with Luther Burden in particular, where he has verbally committed to Oklahoma and is still taking visits and um, doing all kinds of stuff like that, posting pictures. So uh, for Isaac Thompson, it's just natural that he would, he he um, has had other visits scheduled this entire time that he's been committed to Missouri. He's going to visit Arkansas later this month, um, along with previously mentioned UCF. Uh, obviously he's got ties to coach Gibbs. Um, one good piece of information on him in particular is that he did cancel a planned visit to Illinois. And that is significant because, you know, most likely he would have gotten to know uh, former coach Ryan Walters to some extent. So, again, a coach relationship that maybe um, could have worked against Mizzou there. But he's canceled the visit to Illinois. And um, I just kind of want to get your overall thoughts on that. Are we. Am I worrying too much? I'm trying to just like take a step back and realize this is just part of the process. When good players commit early, this is just, you got to, in the same way that you're along for the ride with other players, same situation here, just in reverse. Yeah, Cameron, let me just, uh, let me just be a sunshine pumper here. Just, okay. just let it wash over you. And if I'm you're ready. listening to this and you're worried about Isaac Thompson, let me reassure you that 
I really don't think there's anything to worry about here. I think he is going to remain committed to Missouri Tigers uh, through National Signing Day. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he made connections in the recruiting process. He, he clearly had a really strong relationship with David Gibbs. Um, but I think that this is really just a case of um, his biggest recruiting period happened during COVID. He didn't really get to take his visits. And um, even even now, like he wants to experience what it's like to be recruited. He wants to go take visits. He wants to see other campuses. But I, I really wouldn't be too worried about this. And uh, I mean, it's it's a good problem to have that we've kind of stepped up our recruiting game. Obviously, we're, we're recruiting a higher caliber of player. I mean, Isaac Thompson, I mean, he's a he's a 173rd nationally and he's a four star player from St. Louis. It's it's normal to be a little bit nervous. I mean, about a player that we just don't normally land. So the most surprising part about his recruitment so far is that he's already committed to Missouri. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Right. Yeah. He's currently committed and I, and I think he will stay that way. But, um, you know, there there is a long way to go in that commitment in that uh, recruitment. I mean, we're we're in we're in June. So there's. Mm-hmm. There's a long way to go, but um, I really think that uh, we're, we're going to hang on to uh, to that commitment. Okay, so then just um, Isaac Thompson as the player. Um, any anything in particular you're looking forward to there? Yeah, I mean he's six foot, almost two hundred pounds. He is super athletic, and he's he's physical, and he's played both sides of the ball in high school. Yep, he's gonna, he hits hard. He's uh, good ball skills. I mean, he's re- he's really what you want in a, in a safety. It's going to come up and and play the run hard, and so and uh, make play on the ball. You know, I, I think he's more than just a uh, run stopper. I think he's pretty. I think he's well rounded, and I think he'll he'll definitely go up and, and compete for for uh, deflected passes and mm-hmm. interceptions. I mean, he's 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 what you want in a safety. He's prototypical safety. His high school coaches stressed his athleticism and his versatility. Um, they did say for sure that he's a strong safety at the college level. Um, if teams wanted to get the very best out of him, but, uh, they were basically like, yeah, he could play offense. He could play cornerback. But if you wanted him just like in his best role in college, it would be strong safety. Yeah. And that looks like what, what he's headed for at Missouri. I agree. All right, Kyle, take your pick of the rest of these guys who you want to talk about. All right, let's just move. Let's talk about the, uh, I guess the three most highly rated players. So Isaac Thompson is 173rd nationally. Uh, Marquise Graciel is 245th nationally. And he is the most, other than the one we got today, he is the most recent commit. And he is a 300-pound defensive tackle from St. Charles, Missouri. And, we, I mean, we talked about him pretty recently, but, um, man, his film is really, really fun to watch. He's just uh, absolutely physically dominant. Um, just throws people around, has an excellent swim, kind of go-to swim move that he just gets by people with ease. Um, seems like just really, really strong hands. Like he just will can kind of control almost the offensive lineman um, with his hands and can just move by them with ease. So he was playing defensive end in a lot of the highlights that I was watching, which it just is uh, a credit to his versatility and his speed. I think his size is pretty, pretty amazing the he's a player that the coaching staff the, the mizzou coaching staff has been really thrilled with like they are they imagine s- so they seem super excited uh, at the prospect of him being on the defensive line for mm-hmm. missouri for several years to come for sure yeah i saw a picture of him at like night at the zoo he almost looks 
he almost looks like a linebacker or something mm-hmm. like he just carries his weight really well which i almost i think he could probably put on more good weight and yeah did you did fine. you say i i i was uh, looking something up but yeah six five two eighty five is what he's listed at yeah that's a massive human but he doesn't look that big like he just looks like strong right yep all right let's move on to sam horn and uh sam horn is a six three quarterback from Sewanee, Georgia. And this is Mizzou's highest ranked recruit. And to have this at the quarterback position is amazing. Not He's from the state of Missouri. Not from the state of Missouri. I mean not even from Texas. That just doesn't happen really. Yeah. And not from Texas, yeah. <laughs> He's eighty fourth nationally. Um just huge arm. Um who's gonna uh, the plan is at least at this point he's gonna play baseball at Missouri as well. So well rounded athlete. Um, honestly, when I watch his film, it kind of reminds me of Drew Locke a little bit. Um, kind of a tall, long, rangy guy who's athletic and has a huge arm. And I looked up Drew Locke's recruiting ranking. Um, it's, that was pretty similar to Drew Locke was uh, was a four-star and was 177th nationally. So, so Sam Horn's got about 100 spots on him uh, in the national rankings. But still pretty similar builds, pretty similar recruiting uh, rankings. So... Um, that I mean, whenever you compare him to Drew Locke, obviously that's some pretty big expectations, but that comes with the ranking. Yeah, I, I've alluded to this before on other episodes, but I don't remember another time when Missouri has had s- this many uh, quarterbacks, specifically of this caliber, associated with the team at one time. Yeah, I I mean we Missouri. I I feel like as Mizzou fans, we've been pretty lucky in the quarterback department as of late. I mean, I can think of other programs, like specifically one in particular that has really struggled at quarterback, um, like for the last, I don't know, how long producer Cameron with Nebraska? Much too long, (laughs) since 2001. Yeah, so, (laughs) and it's not like, you know, Missouri's winning 10 games every season, but when you look at the quarterbacks that have come through Columbia, I, can't really be disappointed at all yeah i mean and and yet right now there's maybe more as far as like recruiting rankings and with Bazelak, it's like he didn't maybe have the recruiting ratings but he's now proven it on the field in college games Mm -hmm. so that plus these guys that we have in the pipeline i don't know i'm just super excited for the quarterbacks i don't think i've ever seen this before and obviously there's going to be a log jam at some point something's got to give at some point but I can be pretty confident that whatever the solution is, is going to be, is going to equal more wins. It's not like, I mean, there's been times in the past where you look at the depth and I don't know, you just are a little bit worried and I don't think that's a problem at all right now. Yeah. You kind of just pray that nothing happens to the quarterback or else the whole season's off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I feel that way currently. And I think it's only going to get better when Sam Horn um, is here, but um, I just can't say enough about um, not only, yeah, I mean, did we just, did Coach Drinkwitz go out and just do something that's pr- that's pretty much never happened in getting a top 100 national recruit that's at the most important position on the field that's not from Missouri, that just, that's that's pretty incredible. And um, to get that kind of catalyst in your recruiting class early on, um, that's that's really, really important. And I think it just sets up the rest of the class in a, in a really great way. Um, you just have something, so many things to pitch to, 
to guys like Luther Burden. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sam Horn had offers from Florida, Florida State, Illinois, Kentucky, Louisville, Michigan State, Oklahoma State, Tennessee. That's one in particular of note because I think Tennessee was kind of counting on him at one point, or at least the fans were. Um, Vanderbilt, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia. So plenty of good programs there that Missouri beat out for Sam Horn. Yep, a lot to look forward to there. Um, All right, moving on. um, Let's talk about Armand Membao. He is a – no idea if I'm saying that correctly. He's a 6'5", 305-pound offensive guard from Lee Summit North and had offers from kind of all the regional schools, uh, Arkansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, um, those are obviously schools that you'd love to beat out for uh, for in-state guys. And just in general, with Kansas City recruiting has been t- pretty terrible the last few years. Like, I maybe mentioned this last week, but, you know, we kind of think of St. Louis as being really tough to recruit good players from. But honestly, Kansas City in the last five years or so is probably worse. Um, so getting a, a good recruit from Kansas City is, is a great sign. And we have a couple of other guys from KC in this class, too. But... Um, an interesting thing about Armand is that he didn't play varsity football until like this past year. And, and it's not one of those situations where he, ne- he didn't play football. He just literally wasn't very good at it mm. when he was younger and um, was getting passed up by guys younger than him and all this stuff. But I guess he just worked really hard to improve his athleticism and his footwork. And he grew a few inches. That always helps the, mm-hmm. having the good measurables. But um, he really carved out a role this year. Um, on his on the varsity squad and, and obviously impressed a lot of people so it was pretty pretty cool story to hear like kind of where he came from and and what he's doing now uh, we'll move on to uh, Jamarian Wayne who is a 6'3 170 pound wide receiver from St. Louis and I've heard a lot of good things about Jamarian Wayne and he's not super highly rated but um, a lot of people think that he is underrated and uh, ha- has a chance to be um, effective immediately at, at Mizzou. And obviously that's going to depend on everybody else in the wide receiver room because there's, there's going to be some competition with, with all the guys in the room. But um, he's very skilled and he's a little skinny. He's 6'3", 170, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty thin. But um, he's very long arms, very rangy, um, good athleticism. So 24 seven sports has him just listed as athlete. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, are we confident wide receiver is the way, the way to go? I mean, at, at six foot three, that seems like yeah. basically the only option. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what else, what other position he would play, but I, I'm pretty sure wide receiver is where he's going to end up. Sounds good to me. All right. The other wide receiver in the class is um, Mecky Miller and kind of same thing. He's six one one eighty, So, um, similar build and he's from Overland Park, Kansas. And I think he's had a little bit of experience playing other positions too. I think he's played some running back. So, you know, it's kind of same thing. He's, uh, I've I've heard very similar things about both of those players that the staff kind of thinks they got to steal with both of those guys and, um, kind of wanted to snatch them up early before other schools kind of figured out about them. So, um, he's got good, really good ball skills and good speed. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to both of those guys. I kind of hope they stay under the under the radar because they still both have another another season of high school to go. Yeah, that's that's definitely something to keep in mind. When Missouri like finds these diamonds in the rough, and then um, oh, oh, that's actually a perfect segue into uh, conspiracy theory time with Cameron here. Okay, so, great. Uh, humor put, me for a minute. Put and, on your tinfoil hat. Yeah, tell me tell me what you think about this theory that I have. So you look at 
uh, we, we haven't covered everybody that's that's committed right now, but you look at the state of Missouri 24-7 sports football ranking player rankings. Um, Kevin Coleman's at the top. Uh, Luther Burden, East St. Louis, Illinois, so he's not on this list. Kevin Coleman's at the top. And then uh, number two is Tyson Ford, who is committed to Notre Dame. Okay, so Isaac Thompson was higher. He was the number three player in the state of Missouri. Uh, commits to Mizzou not much time later. He is surpassed by DJ Westlack and Toriano Pride, who both coincidentally have interest from Clemson. Um, they are also both above Marquise Gracial, who has a who is committed to Mizzou. Um, Jamarian Wayne is eighth in the state rankings, and then further down, um, Armand, Max Wisner, who we haven't talked about yet, and Tristan Wilson, who we have not talked about yet. So this uh, reminds me of on the basketball side of things a very curious thing that happened a couple years ago with um, Dewan Harris the point guard recruit out of Rockbridge who originally committed to Missouri State and was like fourth or fifth in the state of Missouri player rankings on 24-7 sports he got an offer kind of out of nowhere from Kansas decommits from Missouri State, commits to Kansas, and then what do you know, all of a sudden, he is now the number one player in the state of Missouri on the 24-7 sports rankings. So what I'm saying is, why does a Mizzou commitment, and maybe this plays in Missouri's favor. Yeah. Like maybe this keeps guys off other teams' radars. I don't know. Maybe, you know, if it works, then I shouldn't complain about it but it and these rankings don't really matter that much but as far as like the prestige of the program and you know getting being able to advertise how many five-star guys you got i mean schools can basically just make up numbers at this point nobody's going to fact check them and be like oh really who are all these four-star players that you have Mm -hmm. you know they'll round some of them up some of them up i'm sure but I don't know. I, I just can't get over the fact that it seems like when players commit to Mizzou, they kind of drop off the radar on some of the recruiting platforms. Yeah, I don't even really think it's a conspiracy theory at this point. I mean, it's been it's happened so many times. I think all three of the guys that were in the Rivals 250 updated rankings uh, from like earlier this week, I think all three of the guys that are committed to Mizzou dropped in the rankings. And yeah, I, I definitely think, I mean, obviously, though, the, the example you gave with Dewan Harris, that's undeniable what happened there. And uh, there's there's a lot, uh, and I know that, that that some of these people, that's just their job, is to evaluate talent, to rank players. Um, and so, but I, I guess there still are a ton of players in general that they have to evaluate and rank. And so I 100% think they, they use offers, uh, like what offers do they have? They absolutely use that to rank their players. Um, sometimes it's probably hard to evaluate every single player, especially football players on film and differentiate certain players from other players. So, but I don't want to sympathize too much with them either though. I I think that sometimes they, it's a little over the top, um, how they deliberately move players up and down based on like certain movement in their, in their recruiting. Yes. Yeah. Like I feel like, okay. So Tyson Ford nationally on 24 seven sports ranked, uh, 138, uh, then DJ Westlake 179. 
Toriano Pride 187. I feel like if um, there was like 50-50 crystal ball between Notre Dame and Mizzou for Tyson Ford, then he would be below DJ Westlack and Toriano Pride because they... And and it's interesting, like, if Toriano Pride, who is now crystal ball 100% to Clemson, if he picks Mizzou, I'm specifically going to watch his yeah. ranking. Or if he commits to Clemson, right. will he maybe surpass West Lack and Ford? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's worth keeping an eye on. And, um, and maybe I, it doesn't even matter. It, but. Ultimately, no. I don't. I really don't think it does because because coaches, I don't think, pay attention to some of those recruiting rankings as much as fans do, and they they have their own convictions about how they feel right. about players, and right. they're they're probably looking at a lot more specific things in their film and their and they probably and like they, it that a player doesn't blow up. They after. probably know the players on a personal basis and um, can make their decisions based on all of those other factors, other than just a list mm-hmm. that rivals makes, but. Um, at the same time, I don't think that is necessarily happening to just Mizzou. Okay. I think it's probably just the fact that they've committed, they've called it quits on the recruitment, and the fact that some of these other players are being recruited by, mm-hmm. I'd say like the fact that Clemson, the fact that, that somebody's being recruited by Clemson probably has more pull in a certain direction than the fact that Isaac Thompson committed to Mizzou yeah. in a bad way, if that makes sense. Yes. So um i think it's just that they realize like oh wow this guy's getting uh, getting attention from alabama okay let's let's take another look at this film and mm. then maybe look at it through their, their yeah. a different lens and then and then maybe there's you know this kind of unconscious bias that yes. you know oh if alabama is interested in this player now i'm looking at their film a little bit differently oh, yeah, maybe i do see a little something here that could tick off a few spots definitely yeah well okay that, that makes me feel better not so much conspiracy i think we just we just figured it out all right there live we're all about conspiracies now after that seattle mariners news oh, you yeah. just dropped on us <laughs> that's true <laughs> all right you got an update on. on twitter yet i'm 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 looking here it doesn't look like we it doesn't look like anybody's announced specifically yet okay so we'll keep an eye on it still if we end this podcast before the news comes out we're gonna have to stick around and <laughs> doing an add-on or something Maybe so. um all right we'll move on uh we got two more guys to talk about here we got tristan wilson and he's a 6'5", 300-pound offensive guard from Lebanon. And I was watching his film recently, and uh, he's another one of those guys that's just SEC-sized immediately. He's just already exactly the size that you would look for in a college lineman, and he just uses that size to his advantage in high school film. I mean, he's not going up against linemen that are his size typically, so it is, I'm sure, hard sometimes to to evaluate a player like that that's just already so much bigger and stronger than the players they're going up against because he's basically every single highlight of his video he's just pancaking somebody he's just destroying people literally blocking them out of the camera view kind of sometimes multiple players getting pancaked in one play yeah Yeah. so and i mean he was he was getting attention from alabama around the time that he committed to missouri so clearly this was a recruitment that i'm sure coach was really really happy to to shut down when they did All right, and the last guy is Max Wisner, who was actually the first commit of this uh, 2022 class. He's a 6'6", 240 tight end from Lee Summit, and he's probably been the most vocal recruiter as far as uh, the current commits. I mean, he is really uh, just going all out with making relationships with uh, the recruits and doing everything he can to try and make sure they, they end up at Missouri, even 
guys that are in his own position. Mm-hmm. You know, he's apparently made a really good relationship with uh, with Riley Ducker, who we talked about last week, who is a four star tight end from Nebraska. So um, that that seems very selfless to me that mm-hmm. uh, a tight end is wanting to reach out and get another tight end who's ranked higher than him in the same class in the same class i mean that's just the opposite of like shying away from competition yeah. so he, he's well he's not gonna run a lot of two tight end sets so yeah yeah so that that i think speaks highly about his his character and his his drive for competition so a lot to like there absolutely when i look at this overall list i i mean it it mirrors the state of missouri list um almost completely um Graciel and Thompson, two of the top six guys, according to 24-7 Sports, in the state of Missouri. And obviously Missouri's in on two more in that top six. Um, so we, you know, best case scenario are looking at four of the top six guys in the state. Um, and then Jamarion Wayne being number eight. So obviously this is just the fan perspective. We can only go off of these type of lists. That's, you know, we're not scouting these guys and making our own um, rankings internally. We don't have our own podcast recruit rankings. Maybe we do. We do like, have our own podcast. True. Uh, we, we maybe in our in our heads we have them like ranked on like highest priority. Yeah. But um, there's just something very pleasing about seeing that list of guys from the state of Missouri and seeing that Tiger Head logo next to their name. Yeah, for sure. And I hope we get two more out of that top six. Definitely. So of these guys, who um, who are you most excited to see play? Um, and then who do you think will have playing time the quickest, maybe because of positional depth or just uh, maybe they're just that good? Honestly, it's tough to see uh, I immediate path to playing time for a lot of these guys. Just typically, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing. That's a sign of of good depth that we already have, but um, I would guess probably Marquise Gracial of the guys we just talked about is probably the guy that has the best chance of seeing the field like as a freshman maybe yeah. just because um, I think that he his body is, is physically ready, um, especially in a year from now, to to play in the SEC at least a little bit. Yeah. And just with the, with the current depth, I think he'll have an opportunity. Defensive line, definitely a place of need, and the coaching staff just rave about him every yeah. time they mm-hmm. talk about him. For sure. Um, Isaac Thompson could um, just kind of depends on who steps up this year. We know we have a couple of openings uh, in the safety room this upcoming season. So we'll, we'll have to see who steps up. And I mean, I think it's even possible that um, probably shouldn't have started this sentence without thinking of his (laughs) name. Uh, An incoming freshman. No, who's the, uh, he's literally like one of our best players on the defense um, from Columbia. Uh, Um, Martez Manuel. Yes, and I think it's possible he could move on to the to the NFL potentially even after this season, depending on how well he plays. So um, there could definitely be some some openings for Isaac Thompson this season playing time. Um, okay, but who just you personally? Who are you most excited to see um, in black and gold? Gotta say Sam Horn, right? <laughs> That's, I mean, that seems like the easy answer because quarterback and like top 100 quarterback out of state yeah. like it's just it's just not really ever been done before yeah for missouri i mean honestly um i i might have to say marquise grace hill again honestly i think i'm just really high on him and i think he's just going to be a stud yeah um 
I think I'm still most excited to see Isaac Thompson because I think he will be. I, I mean, I'm projecting out. A, he's hasn't even played a senior year in high school, but I'm projecting out. You know, two or three years, him just like flying around the field mm. with his athleticism, making plays. I could see him kind of being that uh, uh, Tyron Matthew type of wow. uh, not not you know not that not that career right. not those stats but that type of player wow just tenacious and super athletic and flying all over the field i would like that let me check twitter one more time come on <laughs> you want that commitment <laughs> caleb evans come on down nothing yet hey i think we'll know soon he sent out the bat signal too early <laughs> Well, we, are we going to wrap this up and then uh, just sit here for a few minutes and yeah, see I what happens? I think that's what we should do, yeah. We, and we, we can we, just we, insert a... Yep, an, we, we an won't addendum. leave the people hanging. Yeah. All right, so for now, I think that's all we got for them. And um, uh, don't forget, before we just completely finish this off, right now, Missouri is sitting at 16th nationally in uh, their recruiting rankings and 8th in the SEC, which is just a, still a crazy thing that that's how the numbers work out. But... SEC really good at recruiting, but 16th nationally, nationally that'll play. If we can do that for a few seasons, a few years in a row, then we're going to be looking at a pretty stacked roster in a couple of years by Mizzou standards or anybody's standards. 12 team playoff. Mm. Coming up. Mm. Coming up in a hurry. I saw, I, I don't know, I, on Twitter or uh, Power Mizzou or something, somebody was like uh, talking about night at the zoo. Like this is the night that, uh, the 2024 uh, national championship is won. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty rosy outlook, but that's true. Those, this, those big events, recruiting, um, it will be, we will see what happens in a couple of years. And if these type of recruits keep picking Mizzou, then it'll just equal more and more wins as the years roll on. Yeah, I mean, we already got a great start last year with the 28th ranked class. I mean, that's still the, one of the best ranked classes we've had in a while. And a lot of times, uh, in individual recruiting rankings don't always um, correlate to on-field production. But typically, team rankings as a whole for a whole class, that usually correlates a lot better. And when you have a really solid class through and through, obviously, I mean, you're not going to hit on everybody. Some people are going to transfer, but mm. you, chances are you're going to you're going to hit on on several guys. So and stack three or four of those in a row, yeah. multiple years in a row. That's when something special can happen. Yep. All right, everybody. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at Missouri Sports Pod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Nice shirt. You can find this shirt at PacSun. Not anymore. <laughs> I think they went out of business. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week.